Hello, everyone. Um, welcome to uh, Superhero with Kane podcast number three. I am uh, Michael O'Grady, and um, as you can see, I got some new digs. I got uh, we got rid of the table and um, got these fancy new couches in here for the uh, podcast specifically. If you ask my wife, she'll say it's for her own comfort. But for me, I'm going to say it's for the podcast. We'll go with that. <laughs> so um, today, what we're going to talk about with uh, is perception and uh, expectations when it comes to um, living with multiple sclerosis. Um, maybe you could use this for living with any disease, but for me specific, specifically, uh, sorry, I'm having trouble with my, my mouth is extra numb today for some reason, but yeah, we're going to talk about perceptions and, um, expectations. So I'm going to grab my notes. So when I say perception, I mean, like, what is the, uh, perception of myself and, all I could do is is look at um, from before I was diagnosed, you know, symptom increase to after I was diagnosed to, you know, misdiagnosis to living with this crap now. And um, so the only perception I have is of myself. And that's really all I care about. You know, I, I realize, you know, other people look at me and they see me come walking with the cane and the walker and I look like, you know, Frankenstein or uh, some kind of an idiot about to fall down. I really don't give a fuck about that. All I care about is um, how am I doing? And this is like I'm told uh, I'm told by other people with MS. I'm told by uh, the therapist I talk to, you know, don't compare. I'm sorry, it's natural to compare. So I'm comparing to other people that have, I'm not stupid. I know, I understand that I can't compare to somebody with relapsing or remitting that's 20 years younger that just got diagnosed and they're still weightlifting, mountain climbing, bike riding, running, etc. But what I can do is I can compare to uh, people with um, primary progressive MS. So it's it can be um, perception. can be uh, pretty challenging. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I would sit there and I go, uh, all you could, you could do is you sit there, you look at how your, your body is kind of deteriorated um, and how your... Uh, your symptoms get worse. And I'm not saying that to be a bummer, but you know, there are people with primary progressive MS. I know that uh, are in wheelchairs um, or pretty much paralyzed have, you know, all sorts of procedures just so they can uh, go to the bathroom. Um, I know some people with primary progressive MS that aren't even using a cane yet. They just got diagnosed. So um, I always wonder, like, you know, I'm very interested in, you know, what this disease brings. And it's easy to get down on yourself. And everybody has a different life, you know. And so sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm big on social media. I'm uh, always looking at other um, sites. 
So I remember not too long ago, I'm looking at um, a site, and there's a woman that, that posted, and she, um, I don't know how old she was, but she was living with MS. I don't even know what t- type of MS she had, but she had to, to move into a shelter um, with her daughter. And her goal was, you know, how can I, like, just live, get through my day with the symptoms she was having and get her daughter into a school that was in a nearby shelter? Um, I I couldn't even imagine doing that. I mean, we, you know, me and my wife and the kids, we had to move, you know, it's, it's, it'll be five years of May. We had to move out of our house that got foreclosed on, and our goal was to, you know, move into um, a neighborhood where the kids would still be able to go to the school they were going to. Uh, we were in the same town. Um, we had access to, you know, their friends and their fr- and rides and things like that. So that was our goal. But this woman, her, her, she's sitting there trying to deal with the symptoms of MS. And from what she described, you know, it sounds like she was really um, pretty ridden with, with symptoms. But her main goal was, all right, well, how can I get into a shelter? Uh, which means she had to give up her home or wherever she lived and that will take me and my daughter and be in the school district so my daughter doesn't have to change schools. I um, I couldn't imagine living with that or, or having to make that decision. I mean, that is, uh, it's disgusting. You know, for, you know, somebody else that um, I've gotten to know, there, uh, he's, you know, probably about 10 years younger than me. Um, sounds like he's secondary progressive MS. But his uh, his wife left him once she found out uh, he had MS. Now, who the hell knows what was going on in their marriage before that? But um, his wife left him. Uh, he was trying to work and trying to figure out how to go on uh, Social Security Disability. Uh, he lived, I'm in New Jersey. He lived in a different state. Uh, he was living in his car um, with MS and trying to go to work. Uh, finally, he realized he just couldn't physically do it anymore before he got hurt. Um, he had to uh, go on Social Security Disability. So he was in that phase where he's struggling. Um, I mean, I, I'm sitting here and, yeah, it, it is the day-to-day of, of dealing with symptoms is a nightmare. But for me, the biggest thing is, um, you know, thank God I have my family. I have my wife. I have my kids. Um, I'm able to, to have my routines. And we're able to, we were able to rent a house after we got kicked out of our old house. and um, But we're together. I, I couldn't imagine this poor man um, doing this by himself. And there are many of you that uh, are doing this by yourself. Um, I met somebody else a few years ago who was, uh, a woman dealing with symptoms. She had to go on disability. She had no family and she was, uh, living in a room with her, uh, a relative, basically renting a room. Um, and just it, the person did not understand it's, if you don't have a mess, you do not understand the cognitive, the fatigue, the stuff that you go through sometimes. So the woman did not understand why this person person was not out working. She didn't understand cognitive disability and, and things like that. So I guess, you know, per, perception, um, I guess I got it pretty good.
you know, yeah, it sucks. I mean, living with this disease, but um, it could be a lot worse. And I say that, you know, everything's relative. You know, I'm, you know, I come from uh, my background where I just had to work my ass off and that's how I wanted to provide for my family. And that's what I use as the, the benchmark um, as the harder I work, the better I can do for my family. And that got taken away. So that, that sucks. But my, my, at least my family is still with me. Um, I'm not saying that to, to make anybody that does not have family uh, feel bad. Um, I'm just saying it because it is what it is. You know, I, I guess. Uh, and once again, you know, it, it's comparing, which I know you're not supposed to do. But fuck it. It is what it is. Uh, I, that's what I do. You know, I... I I am a pain in the ass. Uh, just ask my wife. I analyze the crap out of too and too many things. I got too much going, you know, left brain, right brain. I am too much left brain sometimes. I just friggin' learned how to meditate and and learn how to calm down. And I'm trying to to be more right brain, I guess, because uh, I analyze too many things. I got numbers going through my head. I got you know, questions on my about my questions. Um, and that's just me. That's the way I am. That's the way I, I operate. So, uh, perception. Yeah, it sucks. You know, I'm, I fall down and I need a walk or I need a cane. I have to sleep, you know, a lot during the day and I, I've got this fatigue as I'm talking to you, have my face is numb, but, um, at least I got my family and I got my wife. So I guess I'm doing pretty good. Um, the other thing, um, I want to talk about, how was that? Is that okay? Okay. Once again, I'm checking with my producer, Michael Grade Jr. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to talk about was uh, expectations. Um, it's funny because I, you know, 20 years ago, you know, I had all these goals. I had goals and a written plan and I, I I was very goal oriented and um and these days you know my my only goal is is how am I doing that day and what's on my my calendar for the day whether it's um if there's a doctor's appointment I gotta figure out how to get around that otherwise I have my routines um uh, but my uh my goal is is how can I get through my day the best I can that'll help uh, my family with what they need, whether it's making dinner, making lunches, um, just being there for support uh, for the kids or for my wife. Um, and expectations, I you know what, uh, this may sound terrible to say, but I really don't have any expectations. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, there's no cure for this disease. Um, yesterday, uh, a good friend of mine, Joe Ravello, I said your name, Joe. Now everybody's going to Google you. Um, gave, sent an article to me that they just found at the Tisch uh, Research Center um, I, I think it's in New York. I, I may be wrong, but I think it's New York. The MS Center just found out that primary progressive MS is its own disease, which is the one I got. And 
which brings up a lot of questions. I mean, I posted something about this today on my superhero with a cane, um, Instagram and Facebook. And, um, man, I am getting feedback out the ass with people saying, yeah, how can, you know, there are medications, disease modifying therapies on TV right now that advertise and say they're going to treat relapsing remitting and primary progressive MS with this therapy. So if what just came out yesterday is true, how is what they're saying true? How can you treat primary progressive MS and relapsing or bidding when they're not even connected? Uh, maybe maybe they're connected. Again, I'm not a scientist or a doctor, and I have to certainly spend some time with my doctor, you know, bothering his ass about this. But that's a big debate. Um, you know, if primary progressive MS has its own disease, then wow. Like, what, what are we doing with all these disease-modifying therapies? And thank God for disease-modifying therapies. Um, you know, tw- we were talking about this. I went to my uh, Middletown MS support group, and we had a conversation yesterday about uh, 20 years ago, there were no medications for MS. Um, a lot of people got labeled, you know, what they had, you know, it, depending on how bad your symptoms were and what they were. You might have been put on steroids to try to, like, get rid of the symptoms but there were no medications and now there's a lot so expectations you know i'm i'm going to be 56 in may uh i'm living with primary progressive ms that's only about 15 percent of the people that have ms have this have primary progressive so the way i look at it is if there's a cure that comes up and my doctor says that you know they may have a cure in the next five years I am low on that list um, <laughs> to go ahead. They want the young people. They want people in their 20s, 30s, uh, people with relapsing remitting that they could probably have some success with. I doubt that they want a guy like me, um, an old fart that's uh, primary progressive MS. And, you know, the whole thing that cracks me up, expectation is, is you know, mice research. This research from the Tisch Institute was done in, in mice. That's how they're researching success with MS people. And I remember um, being at an event for the MS Society uh, a few years back. I think it was in Asbury Park. And um, there was a scientist that was talking about all the advancements they're making and research. And uh, it's all in mice. You know, they're seeing, you know, the, they're trying to rebuild um, myelin and mice and, and regenerate. And. Uh, <sighs> I remember sticking my hand up and after the guy was done and saying, well, when is this mice research going to translate to humans? And his answer was, oh, we're probably about 30 years away. I'll be fucking dead by then. 30 years. Are you kidding me? So when the Tisch Institute says, you know, they've noticed that uh, primary progressive MS is its own disease. That could lead to better therapies. I hope so. But I honestly, I have no expectations. Um, it is what it is. If I, I, if they find something great, you know, I'm still going to fight and claw to be on that list. If they find a cure or they can help in some way, you know, I'm going through a clinical trial right now, so we'll see. Uh, but I've learned that uh, not to have expectations. How are we doing on time? Yeah, okay. Um, 
I gotta look at my notes. What else do I want to talk about? Um, study, mice research. I cursed a couple times. I got some feedback yesterday at my MS support group that uh, I might want to uh, tell people there's some profanity being used in this podcast. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just talk. Um, so, I, I guess I got to keep plugging away. Uh, if you're out there, I could say keep plugging away. You know, the um, I, I'm in a clinical trial right now um, for a new medication for primary progressive MS. We'll see if it actually is doing what it's supposed to be doing. You know, I have to run this whole study at the Titch Center by my doctor, Dr. Duncan, see what he thinks um, about it. But we'll um, we'll see how it goes. You know, perception and, and uh, expectations. Again, I'm uh, I look at everything. You know, I analyze the crap out of stuff. Um, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. So I, I do compare, but I make sure I'm smart about comparing. I'm not going to be comparing myself to uh, you know a 20 year old girl that just got MS and she's still climbing mountains. Um, I'm going to make sure I'm comparing myself to somebody more my age that has primary progressive MS and um, my perception of how I'm going to do will kind of come from that. I mean, I have my own routines I go through, but I'll do okay. And expectations, if there's a cure, great. Um, We'll see. I don't really have many expectations. Um, If I see that there's a cure, I'll do my research and I'll uh, see what I can do to get on the list. So, um, I think that's all I got for today. All right. All right, everybody. We will see you next time. Thank you.